0: Hello, and welcome to Moving Forward, Speaking Loudly, Doof Media's dive into Minna Sundberg's standstill, stay silent webcomic. I'm Elliot Diebold.
1: And I'm Ruben Morehouse. Um,
0: so firstly, if you're listening to this via our podcast feed, uh, thank you, but we're actually streaming this episode live on YouTube and like we're referencing pictures and stuff. So uh, you should probably just jump over to the Doof Media YouTube channel and, and watch the recording of it there. It's it's going to be way better.
1: Yes, the link to that will be in the description. Um, this is the pilot for a new show that we're running as part of our pilot season. And thanks to Glass Clearly for donating to make this episode possible. Yeah.
0: If you like the show and you want to see it continue, leave your feedback on this pilot using the form that is also in the show notes down below love them show notes so with that said i suppose we should get into it
1: yes Uh, stand still stay silent um so how should we tackle this elliot i mean we've got the slides should we just start stepping through and see how we go Uh,
0: so the the prologue uh which is what we're covering today sort of goes to a number of vignettes so i have pulled out mm-hmm. the sort of first panel of each of those and i'll just quickly talk about it as we get there so um here we're looking at the the start of the first part of the prologue which is uh you know setting us up to be in norway on year zero day zero which i thought was
1: which is such look, yeah so ominous straight off it's the already bat, a right? very interesting
0: book you're like year zero what is that hmm um yeah yeah and, and so then obviously basically what we have is a bunch of people uh in this little remote village talking about like an illness that, that is affecting the elderly in particular uh and and just what they're what they're going to do about it um there's one guy in particular Askell, who organizes to get his grandmother moved from the city out to this small town uh to help isolate her
1: Yeah, um, but before we get into that, I I love that from this very, very first panel, we're introduced to the colour palette that's going to last, at least for the rest of the prologue, Um, and it's so interesting of a choice. It's this black and orange panel that's kind of evocative of, like, fire or something like that. Um, It's, yeah, or, like, kind of mystical a little bit. It it sets the scene so well. It's, like, dreary with this burst of, like, ominous mystical orange
0: yeah, I would have described it as incredibly Scandinavian which like I've never been there so I'm I'm speaking entirely <laughs> from like my knowledge of the romanticized knowledge of those parts of the world but um like you know yeah. it's all very gray and white which you know evokes the sort of you know deep snow type stuff and then you're right the orange is like you know the warm stale air of like the fire that you have indoors in in cold Mm. places like that i'm i guess i'm mostly tapping into my ski trips as a kid when i'm talking about snow um but like it's 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 oddly dreary and calming at the same time like the way the the grays and blacks play off of the oranges is is so simple and and effective
1: and the mountains obviously mostly being black and white with the town completely orange as well kind of adds to that. Almost like the town is the warmth and the black oh, like and white that. is the harsh nature. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: totally. There's also a kind of like a watercolour. I'm, I'm not an artist, so I'm assuming that's the effect that's going on mm. throughout the entire prologue. Um, I, I just th- like think that adds to the, this sort of sense as well um, of the kind of, you know, the way we're sort of flitting through time i guess i'd say and and the you mm. know the way watercolor to me is just something that runs away when you try to use it uh, actual artists probably do better but yeah. <laughs> uh anyway
1: yeah anyway um i i think the first thing i noticed when we started reading this when i started reading this was the sense of humor in the in in the story in the comic right um almost immediately we get this very strong sense of humor from the author which is very consistent throughout this prologue even as kind of horrifying things are happening in this prologue
0: definitely um there's there's been a number of of moments that have just made me straight up laugh out loud um and you know as we said we're already only in the prologue that has moved through characters so quickly we barely get to know them um I, I pulled out this other one um there's a there's a really funny thing that, that gets done a number of times where we have these these square panels i'm going to use the mouse um to to introduce characters um and then yep. the text kind of plays off of it so you know here there's like a joke about how this husband is always dying from something and then his first line of dialogue is i'm dying but that's okay um <laughs>
1: It is yeah, pretty like good.
0: It, it made me laugh a bunch. Um, and, and there's a few good jokes based. It's it's very like Always Sunny in Philadelphia. They do the same jokes with the title cards. Yeah. Uh, it's it's good.
1: Yeah. Never never like meta aware, but just kind of tongue in cheek, yeah, exactly. you know? Yeah. It does. And the the comic does retain this tone of for, for the entire prologue, except one part. There's one of these vignettes, which I don't think has any jokes and is just kind of grim yes, and depressing. I think I know the um, one
0: you made and we'll get there.
1: Yeah, Um, but all the rest of them have this very consistent kind of tongue-in-cheek tone, which I I found myself really enjoying. Um. Um, I guess we should talk (laughs) about the (laughs) elephant in the room here. Um, The fact that this is a comic about an illness, uh, and this probably is the strongest in the prologue and probably falls away if we get into the actual story based on some of the hints that we see, but this webcomic is about an illness that... uh, starts transmitting and has you know some flu-like symptoms and a very and long incubation like it,
0: period where it's still like infectious like it's yes yeah, it's it's kind of yeah like the more it went on the more i was like are we sure this wasn't written in the last month and a half like this
1: is yeah it was <laughs> weird how precious it it's was
0: creepily accurate um if i like I, I actually started thinking i was trying to remember where all of this stuff was when like you know glass clearly donated to get us to cover this i don't think uh, like the the current situation was anywhere near as serious at least in in our part no. of the world um back yeah. then so it's kind of like it's just like it's so crazy that even two to three months ago reading this prologue was an entirely different experience to what we probably just went yeah. through
1: yeah, I, and I think there was some discussion around this in the Discord, um, basically boiling down to people found it less enjoyable because it hit a bit too close to home, which I think is a totally fair read. But I actually found it um, am- amplified my experience, although there are a few things that didn't uh, land, like um, the illness here spreads very quickly and there are things like elderly are strongly encouraged to go to the hospital and stuff like that, which I'm like, oh, be careful. <laughs> like, um, But apart from the things that felt, uh just inaccurate considering uh the current situation i actually found it made it a lot more i don't know it just made it feel a lot more real in a way that it may i think made the prologue land for me yeah, really
0: well i can well. See, see me reading this six months ago just sort of going through the pro- prologue being like yep no the zombie virus yeah yeah
1: it's a disease cliche yeah totally a zombie exactly i thought it was a zombie virus to start off with and it's not but it differentiates itself and makes itself interesting enough to be kind of relatable and unique. And then that kind of latched into my, you know, current (laughs) senses.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like, I think we're going to try and keep those comparisons just to this slide because otherwise like we could do it for hours and and we don't want to touch on that for the whole episode. So suffice it to say this, this prologue is borderline prophetic. Um, And yeah, I mean, should we, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on. So we're going to jump into our second uh, little vignette now. Uh, And so this is set in day three in Denmark. Um, So here we meet like this guy called Michael, um, and he he kind of sneaks out of work for the day to to go and do something with his cat, um, like take it to the vet Mm. or something. And he's on a ferry out at sea when all the ports kind of get closed um, because of the, the illness um and he gets fired sort of has a bit of a meltdown and ends up befriending the staff um who he was originally harassing it's in this sort of wholesome turnaround moment um which i quite liked yeah
1: Yeah. um my immediate reaction to this though was oh wait what happened to our main characters because (laughs) i kind of knew there was a cast of you know from the very first image you see a cast of like five or six Uh, core characters and i just assumed the people we met at the start of the prologue were them and i was like oh wait we're just jumping to other people now and then it took me a little while to realize oh no wait these are just vignettes (laughs) and we're we're kind of seeing the virus playing out over a few days um which is an interesting way to do this prologue i thought it worked well. yeah but
0: you're right it probably took me to about halfway through the third one to kind of realize that's what was happening um and, and like even as i started this second vignette i was already like I'm glad we have to read this twice for the episode because I've already lost track of the characters. Um, And then of course I got to the end and was like, I'm glad I didn't waste too much time trying to track the characters. (laughs) Uh,
1: (laughs) Yeah, you don't need to, right? The the characters are there to give you these small experiences of, one, what it looks like as the virus is taking off, but two, what these different areas kind of feel like.
0: Yeah, and I think we'll touch a bit more into why I still think um, Minna, the author, took the time to establish all of these characters as well because you know like there are specific panels dedicated to giving their names and characterizing them and i, I think there's still a yes. point to it um but we'll, we'll
1: yeah and they are characterized quite strongly like these are characters that it's not just watching plots the main point of these vignettes is seeing people react and you get these kind of very human reactions to these situations yeah. well,
0: i also think i think it looks like the protagonists are probably going to be the descendants of all these people that's that's my theory i've got going on oh interesting one of the people in let's touch on it when we get to the end but but yeah yeah sure um so uh oh this one was yours
1: yes true um again just kind of talking about the tone and the comedy in the uh, story so far um <laughs> the 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 joke being made here, of very funny. Yes, I thought so too. Is a bit of a recurring beat that appears throughout the comic so far, and it's quite fun. Like, I I think possibly my criticism is maybe the author is leaning a bit too heavily in their own voice, which comes across a few different ways. Um, but it's it's a very enjoyable, uh, story so far, even though it's <laughs> dealing with some horrible subject matter. So, give it a pass.
0: Um, yes, it's funny. I because I disagreed for at least this example just because it's it's so you know in the in the panel we've pulled obviously michael is getting hit by that from this this staff of the boat yes um he's the one he said that to his boss like three pages back so i didn't really Mm. see it as like the author's voice i saw it as like the voice of this character a bit of an intentional turnaround of the character you know this this staff giving him shit for being
1: yeah fair enough
0: self um (laughs) <laughs>
1: yeah and he is he yeah really
0: yeah is. he turns it around at the end there but um he doesn't get off on the right foot i don't think
1: no uh yeah and uh, i don't know i'm not going to be too harsh on this <laughs> businessman uh, he's clearly in a bad situation yeah,
0: yeah um so then on this next slide I, I sort of pulled this one out and it's more for the second half so this is the final page of of this vignette and you can sort of see what we mm. have sort of here is, is this is where I, I think her name is Signet, Signet. I well yes. i'm actually i should have done this already blanket apology for mispronouncing presumably a lot of things yeah in, in today's cast there's some
1: real uh there are some names in here that i'm sure we're gonna yeah, mispronounce um, so sorry yeah. about that in advance, if we
0: go ahead with this we'll definitely try a lot harder to get better
1: um we did look up some of these names to try and get the pronunciations of them right but man some of them are just not easy to yeah, find it,
0: it, was, it was still tough um but anyway so here we have michael and signate and then they're sort of like Oh, it's okay. Things are going to work out. And then this next slide is the second half of that panel, and it just mm. th- there's this whole things will always work out in the end somehow. <sighs> I suppose you're right, and it's just all black and red. Um, yeah, it's
1: clearly <laughs> intentionally counteracting what is being yeah, said. Yeah, this worked
0: great for me because I was you know I was having to sort of scroll, much like how these two two slides were separated to see the whole pages so i like read that and then scrolled down to just see black and red and it was just like okay or
1: not (laughs) yeah and this disjointed i suppose you're right which is clearly like just floating there unclaimed like it's this lonely statement on these troubled waters Um, and
0: and something i actually noticed after pulling this slide out to bring it out here is all five vignettes um sorry all five of the first vignettes actually do this i think this one's the most pronounced but the other four actually oh, all, all do it to some extent. It's like all, all five of them end with someone saying, yeah, things are going to get a bit better now. And then it just scrolls down to black and red. And you're like, okay, probably not.
1: Yeah. Nope. <laughs> oh, boy.
0: Um, yes. And so now we hit our third vignette, uh, which is set in day five on fin- uh, in Finland. Um, and this is sort of we meet this extended family kind of a bunch of brothers and sisters and their their immediate yep. family who are kind of getting nervous uh for the most part about this whole illness thing and so they're just going to duck out to sea for a few weeks and try to ride it out yes um,
1: the brother specifically feels like he's a um a bit of a doomsday yes, prepper type
0: yes uh, probably saved his sister's lives in this vignette um i i mean i think like what really carries this vignette is, is that kind of tension between different members in the family of like how serious they should be taking this. Uh, and it's all still at that stage where they can all kind of be lighthearted about it.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it still has that lighthearted tone.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um,
1: yeah, we should talk about the names of these characters because <laughs> as I got to this one and we are introduced to them, their names are, I know Kino and I, I know, <laughs> um, and my immediate reaction was, oh, my God, I hope these guys aren't our protagonists, <laughs> because that's going to make this so confusing to talk about.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, no, it did remind me a bit of, like, um, some of the sort of the dwarves from Lord of the Rings, who have, like, mm. all the matching names um, when they're related.
1: Yeah, which possibly isn't intentional, because... As we later learn, this is a more medieval world than we suspect. Yeah. <laughs> At least the virus seems to turn it more medieval than we suspect. Yeah, that's
0: true. Um, but yeah, no, I'm glad you pulled this out. I, this is definitely the point where I was just struggling to keep up with all the characters we were meeting. Like, it, 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 well, just their names. It was like I already, you know, I knew who know was and who kaino was, and I could tell you stuff about them, couldn't tell you their names. Um, which I suppose Well, the makes fact that they realistic.
1: were so... Yeah, the fact that they were so close together for me was kind of like, okay, you're allowed to not know their names. Like, it kind of felt like it's the author explicitly giving you permission to be like, look, I know their names are similar. Don't You don't have to worry about it. Don't worry about it. And I was like, all right, cool. Don't worry about it. Uh,
0: yes. And uh, so then our next vignette is uh, Year Zero. We're over on Day 9, and we're finally in Sweden. Uh, here we meet the mm-hmm. Vasterstrom family again. Apologies, um, who are they're sort of traveling out to this cabin uh, that they have, I guess, somewhere remote um, to ride out the the rest of the illness. Um, and like, this is definitely a bit of a turning point vignette, in, in my opinion. Like, you can already see mm-hmm. how much grayer and bluer the, the panel is. Those of you who are watching this, yeah. Um, and there's nothing explicitly saying that we're post apocalyptic. In this, like vignette, but it definitely felt like we were there. Like you know, the it's you know it's a bit of a cliche. The like dr- single car driver on the road; they don't see any other cars. They stop at a gas station and basically loot it. Um, it, it there's just it, this was like this already to me started to feel like after the the society yeah exactly started to fall apart.
1: Society has definitely fallen apart. The gas station thing to me seems like it's explicitly a, a kind of thing. explicitly the kind of thing that would be used to indicate, okay, things going bad, you know. Um, Actually, there was something else in the next panel that I found really interesting, which was it makes reference. So we kind of find out that the patient zeros of this thing were these 11 mysterious refugees that appeared. Um, And I don't think a reference is made to them in each of the vignettes, but at least in about half of them, I would say, we get kind of updates on... The patients and as the vignettes progress the patients are doing worse and worse and it's almost like a clock of like the number of patients that are infected counts up and we find out oh actually it doesn't seem like there's a cure and it seems like oh it's getting it seems like it's more and more lethal yeah. uh, we find out here that seven of the 11 patients have died um and and as this is unfolding people are saying oh it doesn't seem like it's that lethal like it doesn't seem that bad but as we find out that more and more of the 11 patients have died it becomes clear there's not really much you can do about yeah. it. Like this illness is worse and worse as time goes on.
0: Yeah. It, like in the first vignette, it was just kind of like, there's this weird new illness. They think it maybe affects old people slightly worse. And then in the second one, it was kind of like, oh, everyone's overreacting a bit. Like it's spreading, but all of the 11 people who, you know, and they're, mis- they're re- refugees that no one knows where they came from, which is a fun mystery. Yes. Um, but it's like, oh, they're all sick, but none of them are like, bad and then it's not that bad Yeah, like exactly. one or two of them have died in the third one and now here yeah we're seeing that like seven of the 11 of them are dead and it it's a great through line to help connect because we touch base with it every time it's getting that much worse it, it it's a really simple way for us to follow like the ramping up of the seriousness of the illness from society's yeah. perspective like it's a very simple yeah. way rather than sort of telling us abstractly everyone's a lot more worried now or pulling out crazy death counts it's just kind of like a very simple small example we can touch base with to to show us that it's getting more serious
1: yeah um and more serious it does get
0: um so at, at the end of um you know this this sort of small vignette where um you know this family in the car sort of you know just has a little tiff um the dog pees in the car yeah but they, they all kind of get i think it.
1: the representation what we what we're seeing in this is tensions are mounting is yeah. basically the subtitle of this vignette i would yeah, say
0: yeah i could see that <laughs> um and then we go sort of get so at the end of it there's uh this you know this is where we start to accelerate the amount of time we're going through and i really brought this one in so I, I wanted to talk about these these two pages um but when i actually put them side by side like this next to each other i noticed they fit together perfectly and it's actually designed <laughs> to be two pages of a comic book and i hadn't realized because it was a web yes. comic i hadn't noticed like i never would have noticed this if i hadn't tried to put the two of them together by i floor. didn't notice
1: it until much later <laughs> that there were things like this in there um,
0: like this is so cool and because there are there are hard copies available Um, aren't there
1: yes uh actually uh, as soon as we finished as soon as i finished making my notes on this prologue i went out and bought two of the hard copy collections (laughs) which maybe indicates how much i was enjoying this
0: um yeah definitely uh also yeah uh vegeta ss4 uh in the comments just made a good point like the the whole year zero thing is Mm. just inherently ominous for a modern setting
1: yeah, the fact that it's now, but now zero. is year zero means yeah. what the when the fuck are we going to be? What is
0: switched? What is happening now? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, so, so I just thought this was really cool because I never would have noticed uh, that the webcomic was setting itself up to do cool, um, I don't know, print comic stuff like this. Um, yeah. But yeah, I also just want to talk about these two pages and I can see why this is like, I, I think... The first thing where it's just one big two-page spread because this isn't a very important thing we're going from these vignettes that were all two days apart to like you know i think here we skip like a couple of months um
1: yeah the next one is on like day 60 or 70 isn't it oh no month yeah day 90 month three
0: um and it's a really Um, cool way to sort of do that and i like the way it's like a bunch of um different images that are like you know various mixtures of like heartwarming and and also just kind of tense, like the people putting up the fence like that, that's an ominous image. But then you also have like Mm. all the people sleeping together in a bed, which looks like very cozy. So yeah. Yeah. Like, like it's just this, it's these mixed signals of like, you know, people are coming together, but also things are are bad.
1: Yeah. Can I talk about something I only noticed about five minutes ago, (laughs) which is there? I don't know what it is. But there's something up with cats.
0: I was just about to say, all five of these images have cats in
1: them, don't they? Yes. And there are so many cats in these vignettes. They're talking about the cat that the grandmother has, and they're talking about the cat that the guy who was on the ferry has, and there's cats coming up later as well. Like, cats seem to be a very strong recurring motif in these vignettes, and I don't know exactly what it means, but I'm pretty sure cats are going to play some important Role yes. somewhere. I don't. I don't know exactly what. But the fact that there are so many cats just can't be a coincidence. I mean,
0: it's a thing on the internet. Like just statistically speaking, yes, there's yes, a there's an eighty yeah. percent chance. Min as a cat person, as someone on the no, internet, no, it's true.
1: And there are like three or four dogs in in the ninety panels we talked about. There's two on this page, and the family and the SUV in the previous vignette had a dog there's, as well. Five on but this page I can see one two. Are you getting cats and dogs no. mixed up?
0: Brown cat on day 13.
1: No, the dogs. Oh, I'm talking about oh, the sorry. dogs. I'm there. you. Yeah. There's like a lot of dogs as well. And so that kind of makes me think maybe I don't have a leg to stand with my cat theory. But I really do no, think.
0: Double down. Go, go, go ahead. I really cat do theory. think
1: something's up with <laughs> cats.
0: <laughs> I guess we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah so um now we enter sort of our last of the regular vignettes um although even this one
1: this is our penultimate vignette it's a bit
0: different from some of the others so this is after month three uh and we're now jumping over to the icelandic coast guard who are uh defending their coasts a bit more aggressively than they used to
1: um yeah this is pretty intense right this is the one i was talking (laughs) about that isn't like lighthearted like all the others kind of are because the plot of this is basically the icelandic coast guard sees a family approaching them and just blows them up sees a family like friendly waving to them and just fucking shoots yeah them.
0: actually i've pulled out that panel as well um
1: be- it's pretty grim because
0: uh, yeah so basically I mean, you can see here, like, they're all rosy-cheeked and everything as well. Like
1: They're clearly, like, a wholesome, happy yeah, family.
0: You've, you've got, like, an old balding guy out the back to sort of show that, like, you know, this isn't, like, a military force or anything.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe this will be contextualized later and these guys are, like, changelings or something. But i got to say, so far, pretty grim. Yeah, I
0: mean, it looks like Iceland's taking a hard stance, which... I mean, you know, like, it's crazy, but this is three months in. We don't know how bad things are. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it clearly works for them based on yeah, what we find exactly. out later.
0: Um, so it's going to be really interesting to see. Like, like, uh, as we're sort of reaching the end of these main vignettes, is something I wanted to talk about, but, like, we've hit all five of the countries that are left in the known world at the end of the um, yeah. prologue, and I wonder if we're yeah. sort of establishing some of those cultural beats that... Um, page 67 starts to talk about Maybe We should just wait till we get there. Cause I pulled that one out as well, actually.
1: Yeah. But uh, to talk about this one a, a little bit, it could be like, Oh, maybe this is a, a reason that, uh, you know, the, the Finnish hate the Icelandic because they blew up a refugee ship yeah, or something, yeah, you know, exactly.
0: um,
1: kind of things that after 90 years could turn into yes. reasons for like myths, Because this know?
0: vignette does center around, um, a young man whose name I've forgotten who basically isn't really okay with any of this and enters, enters a quarantine to be let off duty after helping to blow up this ship um yeah so yeah it'll it'll be interesting to see like what uh, learn more about the cultures of these five nations and then also as well i'm assuming our protagonists are going to be a team with at least one member from each of those five and and how the characters all like fit into those cultures and
1: everything Possibly. We'll talk about that later, but uh, Peter Pie just made a great point when they said the rosy cheeks could be the rash illness, which <laughs> does make this a bit more reasonable. I don't know if I believe that because rashes are not equal to yeah. rosy cheeks, but it could be right. No, it could it's, be a, right.
0: it's a fair comment. I don't, I don't know if I agree, but like, it's possible. Yeah. Well, cause um, because we, we don't know what then, the other symptoms of the rash illness can be. Maybe it turns you into a really nice, wavy person. <laughs>
1: it could <laughs> What a horrible, what a horrifying illness! Yeah, you have a ninety percent chance of turning nice, and a ten percent chance of turning into a troll. Yeah. Um. So we get at the end of this vignette, uh, we get this this interesting transition as we scroll down the page. the The colours transition from these dark, you know, blacks and oranges into these kind of light blues and whites. Um, we get this broken up image uh, that kind of shows us like fragmenting and time passing in a really nice visual way. Um, a lot of the, I, I guess we should talk about a lot of the panels in, in standstill, stay silent are fairly straightforward structured. Uh, there's nothing too revolutionary being done with the, um, with the webcomic structure, but there are some panels like this that are just laid out so nicely. And the way the kind of images lead into the flowing clouds that looks really beautiful, like, yeah, it's, it's a really nice-looking panel that just symbolizes the transition from the old world to the new world in so many cool ways.
0: Yeah, even before like I, I sort of sat down to study this particular panel and why it affected me so much. it's just one. I, I'm sure everyone who reads this prologue, this page jumps out to them and will be one of the ones they remember because yeah. it visually yeah. just stands out so brilliantly. And and as you said, like yeah. you said, I love the the point you made about how like the divisions are sort of signal, signaling the way we're sort of leaping forward and the distance or, or the, the break between yes. now and, and the then or now and the future, depending on how you want to look at it
1: yeah and we end on the word again as in like is all well again now in 90 years in the future something i didn't notice when i first read this panel is if you look the clouds are actually filling in the picture as well like like it's really just well composed and people probably wouldn't notice that their first time through but you just see all these like things that are showing like yeah there's a lot of interesting thought put into the arrangement of these panels and
0: then and then to follow up on a point point we made earlier this is the first vignette that doesn't end with like a big fade to black this is our fade to white um which is important because this is probably the first one that doesn't go to a situation that's worse than the last one. Uh, This is where things start to take an upturn Uh, because we immediately jump. Well, Well, does it? (laughs) Good point. We'll see.
1: (laughs) It's interesting. It gives you a bit of a hopeful vibe and then the next panel immediately breaks that with this, what is obviously like a harsh reality kind of setting in yeah
0: yeah that's true like like, um so you know we we've got the first part here like we jump ahead to year 90 and before i get into a bit more about like the the year 90 vignette um it's interesting because the clouds here very much match the ones from that last panel and we were just talking about how those clouds do kind of leave you with this sense of hope that things will get better again and then so we immediately go oh here's year 90 and it has these same nice inviting clouds but also there's, like, you know, this seagull screeching. I'm pretty sure the main one in the bottom part is doing a shit.
1: Um, yeah, or it's just, like, killed something, maybe. Yeah. It's 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 angular and gross, whatever yeah, it well, is.
0: That's the, all the seagulls are drawn in very, like, harsh angles, like, to kind of cut into yeah. the sky. Um, so it's sort yeah. of like there's this yeah it, it's kind of like oh it's, it's it's a peaceful place but it's not perfect like this isn't paradise yeah
1: it doesn't completely take away the feeling of hope but it definitely gives it this i don't know like it, it undercuts yeah, it.
0: yeah yeah um so anyway um th- this is probably a better panel to sort of explain our last vignette because um <laughs> so this is actually the second yeah. half of, of the page we just uh, the top half of the page we just saw um, so yeah. what we've got here is like there's a group of adults and in fact two of them uh their surnames are um Vestestrom, which was the family we saw in Den- was it Denmark? God, see I'm getting all I'm getting uh, the characters yes. confused despite having read this twice. Uh, I'm sorry. Um it, but the point is two of the people here. It was Sweden. Sweden. Okay. It was in Sweden. Um anyway, yes, the, the point is two two of the characters uh that we see here are w I assume are direct descendants or you know, somehow related to um the two uh char- or two of the characters we saw in a previous vignette um but yep. basically so th- this group including these two people have made a pitch to go on an expedition to the silent world um which we learn mm-hmm. a bit more about in in a little but is basically everywhere that's not scandinavia um yeah and their their pitch to go and see what's happened to the rest of the world is somehow kind of successful and um yeah basically due to a bit of luck um but they don't quite get as much money as they wanted so they resign themselves to having to hire a bunch of weirdos and that's what they're gonna do yep.
1: And before we talk about the bunch of widows, I just I had to pull this panel out because this one genuinely was so funny that as they're prepping for this meeting to find out whether their grant funding has been successful or not, they realize one of them has a hole in their pants, and so they're like, "Oh, quickly, let's cover it up with ink." And then they get caught in <laughs> as they're like pouring like pen ink on this guy's leg, and this the facial expressions of the four characters in this panel—it's just so funny. Like it really just got to me, and it's so. So it's such a great representation of the comedic style yeah, it's, awesome.
0: yeah it's, it's a great point um just just to jump back a panel though quickly i just quickly like, i just briefly wanted to mention i love that how we start to set up the new world like you know we have um the capital of iceland is the capital of the known world so you're already like okay she's yes. gone down uh the capital yep. of the world has a population of forty-one thousand. Mm um that's not very high the immunity rate is like one of the top three statistics yeah i love
1: that it's like oh okay like (laughs) like things got real it's like
0: lower than i would have expected like as well so it's, it's like raising questions and answering them all at the same time it's great
1: yeah
0: yeah
1: um uh so, yeah, the, we they they start talking about how they didn't get enough money to hire the people as many people as they needed. They were planning on hiring eight people, but they only had got money to hire three, and they realized that they can cut it down to five. <laughs> so um, they start talking about who are they gonna get, and it took me a surprisingly long time to realize that this is obviously them talking about who are gonna be our protagonists. <laughs> I was about halfway through this conversation when I was like. Oh, this is setting up our protags and it's such a fun way of framing them as like desperate people who are kind of probably idiots and <laughs> recently fired. And it's such a great way to even before you meet our protagonists set the background for like why they've come together and what what we know about them is that they're willing to work for cheap is basically the one thing we know about our but, protagonists well, it's, it's so at far. the
0: bar very low like you know, we shouldn't be expecting five mega commandos we're going to be getting five kind of broken people presumably which of course is good storytelling um
1: yeah um should we talk now about the fact that there are actually six of them or should we talk about that later
0: um i i yeah uh, i'll jump to the next slide because that's
1: yeah oh yeah true the next slide has the picture of them um so just quickly before we talk about the stuff in this slide, there are six of them here, and they're talking about having five, which makes me think that they probably pick one up on their journey, as in they set out as five, and then maybe they find somebody and like they join their party. I, you, I, I don't really know, but that's what I would say. Tealque. Um yeah exactly get get one of them
0: yeah yeah maybe um i don't know it's gonna be i'm actually super fascinated to find out what's out there like the the prologue has worked very well on me because i'm now sitting here and i'm like let's get on this fucking mission so i can see what's out in this world because especially the hints right towards the end um i'm yeah the world's going to be very different to what we knew of it i can't wait
1: Yes. Before we get to that, I, I do want to talk a bit more about the fact that this is written as like a published format in mind, right? So you you pulled out the previous one that's obviously a two pager, and this is also a kind of two page spread. We get the top half and the bottom half, and then the next panel, uh, or, or in the comments for that panel, I think uh, the author Mina like shows us what they would look like put together as like, hey, this is what it will look like when it's printed, and I found that really interesting. Um, but it makes me wonder whether she feels restricted by the by the webcomic format like
0: well so what's interesting so if i just jump back to the previous mm -hmm. slide this includes some of what's in the next image like this next image is a bit blurry because unfortunately like the the quick screenshot that was posted in the comments isn't very high res um yeah but there's there's like overlap um in in some of these panels so it's like that's not how it's laid out in the webcomic like it's like minna has gone away like rendered it as sort of a four type pages for the web and comic. then cut it in and half. then she's just posting this yeah. to say, yeah, if I can print this, it's going to look like this. Um, yeah. So it's, it's cool which to, is yeah.
1: interesting. But it, the thing that makes me worry is something that I've seen in a lot of other web comics is they'll do like format breaks that play into the fact that it's a web comic, like some atmospheric audio or some light animation or something, which is fine. It's a bit gimmicky. It's fine. But it is it is. It does indicate that this isn't a web comic. This is a published comic that is being displayed on the web, and it makes me wonder whether, like, we're not going to find things in here that are specifically in here because it's a web comic. Like, it's not going to play into its format, which is not necessarily a problem, but just something of note, I guess. Yeah.
0: Um. I mean, obviously, something that came up in last week's seminar episode is I'm pretty new at comics, so I'm probably not gonna. Appreciate that as much because I'm just getting used to normal yeah, comics slash webcomics. Yeah, fair um, enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a good point. I, I don't mind because like knowing that there's a print in mind. I mean, as you said, you've ordered the printed copies. I I think I'm gonna <laughs> probably do the same. So it's good to know. I don't I don't want to find out that I'm missing out on some of the experience by reading the hard copy. I go I suppose.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Definitely fair enough. Um, so should we talk about the fact that the new world is so so yes, different? Ah, uh,
0: so I pulled out here the excuse me uh the start of um a very very long panel that goes through what are now five nations um
1: yes and they're not i mean they feel like we're being introduced to dnd style races right like that's what it feels bit. like
0: um in fact so this is actually the second last uh page of, of the prologue and the last three all mm-hmm. just kind of ditch s- storytelling like it's like for these last three we just hit okay this is the last bits of info you need to, to enter the world for the actual story. Um, so so the one before this is like the map of the known world. And then this one is the five main cultures, which of course are like Norway or the Nords, the Danes, the Finns, uh, the Swedes and the Icelanders. Um, Mm -hmm. and yeah, it kind of gives them, it gives you a little brief summary of, um, what each one's like. I, I noticed a few parallels between what's said about them here and what was set up in the vignettes, like some of the themes that were, mm. you know, bolded sentences in their descriptions here kind of related to what the vignette covered. So I feel like we're setting up very strong cultures in this year 90 um, for what these five mm. nations have turned into. Um, and again, I'm just really interested to see how that plays off um, our main cast.
1: Mm, yeah yeah interesting I, i'm also quite excited to see that because i'm convinced um, that
0: the the team will mo- at least mostly consist of descendants of the people we saw in in those vignettes because i think otherwise who do you think, is, not, not... Who do you think is who <laughs> oh what for a previous one
1: yeah so if we go back to the previous slide, we can I see our no party idea. of six. They don't have many yeah. identifying features. I just wanted I just want to see if you have any like, oh, this person's hair looks like no, that person's I hair. I mean I didn't I didn't pick it, so I'm I'm you know.
0: not gonna lie, I was already struggling a bit to tell all the characters <laughs> apart. Um so yeah, um I, I don't have theories as to who's who, but I think I think we're gonna get at least one person from each nation, and I think it's gonna be probably someone related to or descended from the the characters in the vignettes. I think that just that makes sense as to why you'd characterise them so strongly because in stories you can learn a lot about someone from who their parents and grandparents and stuff are.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know if i jump on board with that theory, but I've made my own bold theory, so I'm not <laughs> one to judge. Sure. Um, and, of course, speaking of bold theories, if we skip to yes. the next slide, you'll see what's that down in the corner there. Another cat called it. <laughs> They're going to be a part of it. I don't know how, but I'm I'm telling you, cats are going to play a role here. Yes. Um. So yeah, we get to this uh this co- yeah. panel. Actually, this so this bit, what, it's worth and we, just
0: before you dive into this is worth saying. So in that law thing on the previous one that we that we talked about, where it's it's going over those five nations, you described it as a bit D and because like something that starts to out is they start talking about like mages and the old gods. And, yes, and that's, exactly that's what you start to be like, huh? Yeah. Um, and and then this slide, obviously.
1: And then yeah. this one really breaks the mold, right? Because um, we find out, well, of one, we obviously have this horrifying monster in the background of this picture, like shadowy, creepy creature with many, many limbs that kind of looks like trees at first, but uh, is putting a claw on this trunk in front that has, what, six fingers, I, mean, I, I think? I think
0: that's what's fun about um, this. There's nothing technically here, especially because it's black and white, to tell you that it you know, 100% isn't just trees just some trees the cores are very suspicious but like you know the way it it, the background could all just be trees or it could be limbs and and yes like you can't know for sure and i think it's a great sort of setup for especially at this stage it looks like we have magic now, but we're still not sure when we're reading this. So you sort of look at this image and you're like, yeah, that's creepy. Like it's, it's, it's very well, well the, Yeah.
1: <laughs> and you get the text. If you come across a beast, a troll or a giant, do not run or call for help, but stand still and stay silent. It might go away. Um, so obviously we get the name, we get the title yes. drop, so You know, far off the cannons for that. But also the fact that there's beasts, trolls, and giants, at least, as, like, mythical creatures. And we're kind of like, man, the world has really changed in 90 years. We get this person in the front who kind of looks, has this, like, red riding hood aesthetic a bit with a a basket of potatoes or something and her cat. Um, Or maybe Alice in Wonderland. Uh, It's very, yeah, it just immediately sets up things are very very different well, yeah, and you
0: know things are bad when when it's like little girls alone in the woods being attacked by monsters because like what are they what are they doing yeah. there both the monsters and the little girls um,
1: they've got a cat for protection yeah, it i looks think like it's doing a great job
0: um, for, for bait <laughs> like you throw
1: the cat and the monster eats uh, that and you run away i don't know theory. but it's gonna be it's, a it's thing got,
0: it's all coming together um <laughs> yeah no like i agree like is it, it I guess my current assumption at the moment is we're entering one of those, like when humans died out, magic came back type
1: stories. Um, Oh, Elliot. Hold on. I think I figured it out with the cats is what I'm talking about. Sorry. I bet if you have like dander on you, like cat fur, you don't get infected. So cats are like protection from the virus. That's my, that's my new theory.
0: Okay. Well, I mean that's also interesting. I'm yeah. so excited cuz cuz like now okay. We know that there's fucking beasts, trolls, giants and all this stuff. So kind of like I'm kind of getting the sense that there's magic in the universe again. But then also there's the virus and it, and mm. like there was a reference to the gods. so it's kind of like is it going to be magic and the virus? Yeah. Like,
1: like did the virus turn people into magic users? Like how does so that I'm so excited work? to
0: see like both and or one of them and how yes. they work off each other
1: yeah i mean i hate that we keep comparing all our pilots to each other but for some reason all of the pilots seem to thematically link to each other we've done this one reminds me a lot of empire of the east in that it's this like old world new world kind of dichotomy and we're clearly going to have old world technology versus new world magic as a theme that plays through to be fair
0: i guess people have basically given us their list of things that they think we should cover after pact so it makes sense that they all share some some factors um because they're all gonna somewhat relate to pact um, yeah but yeah that is actually the the last of our slides
1: yeah that's the end of the prologue um what did you think of stand still stay silent the prologue yeah, i
0: mean I, i'm into it. it it's so weird it's kind of yeah. weird that this is where we're stopping because we haven't actually started the story. Like, so-
1: I know, we don't actually know what the story is yet. Like, We know that it's probably got magic in it and we know that it's going to be these six people journeying out to just see what's out there, but we don't really know what it is beyond yeah, that.
0: Yeah, we're in this sort of weird spot. We don't know who the protagonists are. Um, all we know is that they're going to be going off and exploring. <laughs> is it will work for yeah. cheap? <laughs> Well, we know they're going to be off exploring the silent world. We have no idea what's waiting for them out there. Yeah. Like it's, it's kind of an odd spot, odd spot to stop and then maybe pick up again later. Like because we, like it's like we haven't actually started to cover the genuine story. Um, but yes. I, I've got to admit, I'm into it so far. I think this is a. I think we've said this for pretty much all of them at this point but like if this one doesn't get picked I'll probably still go finish it in my own time
1: we're almost certainly going to cover it in some format not episode by episode but fuck I'm so enjoying this story already and I'm sad that I can't go ahead and just read it because we might <laughs> yeah. do a, a longer form show yeah this
0: will be one of the ones if it doesn't get picked i'm going to read it in my spare time and then yeah we'll have to do yeah. some sort of meet up at the end and talk totally. about the, the completed work. although i think this is still ongoing um which is yeah insane, it is.
1: is so i saw the most recent chapter came out like well it's it's in a, a mid chapter break so it finished a an arc i guess and now it's in a bit of a break which started like a month ago, so it's not like it's dead. It's just what on hiatus for a sequel you know, now,
0: right? Because there was like a mission one, and then I saw like mission two started a few years later. So it's like, yeah.
1: Oh, interesting. I didn't see that. So it's kind of like the first story, then the yeah, second. Yeah, like
0: I think I think this is all like I think what is coming out now is in some ways a sequel, but like kind of a mm-hmm. continuation. I I don't know, but like Mm-mm. that's a lot to cover.
1: <laughs> yep. 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 And it's a live thing, so if, if it doesn't release that frequently... I mean, it's what? It's three chap- three uh, panels a, a week, right, I think, is the upload schedule. So what do we cover here? Um, 20, we, covered covered tw- here we cover 90 panels or something here, right?
0: about 20 weeks.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So we just do one of these shows every <laughs> half year. <laughs> Easy. <laughs>
0: um, yeah. But anyway, so thanks to everyone who joined us. Um, we had a lot of fun yes. r- reading this. So thanks to... Yeah.
1: It's a really fun recommendation. So special thanks, Glass Clearly.
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, they, we already mentioned there's a form in the uh, notes below this. And uh, if you if you like this show and you want to see it continue, head in there, give us some feedback. Tell us what you liked or didn't like. Um, we, we've learned yep. a lot. This was our first sort of you know uh, you know similar to the doof book club in some ways i guess but our first like live stream with visuals and i think we've learned a lot doing it um but you know we want to hear what you thought about how it went as well
1: yeah, totally. If you like this format, you like us talking about this, want us to change the format, whatever it is, leave your thoughts in the uh, form and uh, you can decide which show gets uh, picked up for season.
0: Yes, uh, and if you, if you definitely want to make sure that you know whichever show we pick and, and the rest of the Doof Network stays afloat, uh, head over to patreon.com forward slash Media, oh, and uh, you know, see all the great perks you get for being a patron.
1: Yes, uh, if the best perk is the, also the cheapest, which is if you donate $1 a month or more, you get access to the Doof Media Discord, which is great, and it's honestly where I spend too much yeah, time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's always so much good conversation happening in there that I actively have to stop myself from engaging in it that much because otherwise I'll just spend all day talking to our wonderful patrons about all kinds of things. I'm
0: yeah, I'm worried I have to mute the Animal Crossing Discord wait, channel. I'm spending too much mm. time in there. Mm.
1: There's a lot of Animal Crossing chat at the moment, <laughs>
0: um, um, but yes, uh, you know as well. If 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 you know if you're just learning about Doof, um, the the biggest show on Doof at the moment is We've Got Ward, and I'm just bringing it up especially now because it's it's going to be coming to an end very soon. Uh, so if you don't listen to We've Got Ward and you don't read Ward, uh, go and get on it because
1: yeah, great time it's, to catch up. It's
0: ending soon, and uh, this is the this is the last chance you'll have to follow Ward with Scott and Matt live.
1: Yeah. Um definitely go check that out. You can find the links to all that stuff on Doofmedia dot com. And I guess we'll see you next week for the next pilot.
0: Yes, uh, which will be on the Dresden Files. So uh mm. we'll, get, we'll get started on that one. Uh we'll be covering I think the first nine chapters. Uh yeah. Of the first yes, book of yes. the Dresden Files. What's it called Stormfront? again? Stormfront? Stormfront. Yes. Um so Um, yeah so and that one will just be a normal audio one because we're back to just normal books oh lame (laughs) all right Uh, yeah so thanks to everyone who joined us (laughs) i'm gonna
1: record myself on video anyway (laughs) um
0: and we'll see you all in a week yep see
1: you next time oh wait elliot we almost forgot to give our traditional uh sign off for moving forward speaking loudly which as we say every episode elliot is
0: Uh uh-oh trolls (laughs)
1: <laughs> Uh-oh, trolls, and we'll see you next week.